When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to another exciting, epic, emotional... <laughs> uh, give me another E-word. Exuberant. Exuberant. I like that. Eclectic. Eclectic. Static. static. Okay, yeah, let's switch up the list. Uh, episode <laughs> of the Friend Zone. Hey. Hey. We're all a little tired. So we are like, a little tired. Hey. We, we all just sound so down, but like. I know, right? I'm actually up. And I, I feel great today. I'm actually up too. Like, I just came back from Houston. Like, That's what's up. Houston's was, an amazing town. My brother lives in Houston, so shout out to our Houston man, listeners. Man, I probably hey. passed by. Shout, shout out, out to everything. Missouri City, Texas. Shout out to what else do I know in Houston? Shout out to the Galleria, right? Yes, no, that's the gay, the the gay. Well, might as well. The, the Galleria, Galleria is mm-hmm. big as fuck. Like, it's I wish I had one of those like Skywalker. Thing. Oh my god, there's like two hotels in that bitch. It's amazing. An ice skating ring. Like all sorts of Well, I'm of sure shit we'll there. have an event, a friend zone event. And Speaking into pics. existence, friends. Speaking Come into on. existence, Come friends. on. Gotta set that early. We'll have that's a friend right. zone experience. Oh. Yeah. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> so, welcome to the friend zone this week, you guys. Uh, we're so glad to have you back. That's and as right. always, uh, we want to start the show off with just some positive vibes. We know that everybody deals with shit and things and mm-hmm. baggage and everybody else's stuff all during the day. So welcome to your escape, welcome to your getaway, and welcome to your nourishment for the week. I like that. Yeah, you know, and we're so overwhelmed. We, we are. We're so overwhelmed with this positive feedback. I know we mention it every week, but get used to it because we're going to do this shit every week. Right, man. We love this positive feedback. We love the fact that this show is actually touching people and making you laugh. And you're enjoying yourself. So what did, did you guys take notice of anything specific this week that you wanted to highlight in our positive feedback? <laughs> I was not ready for this. Um, the reason he's doing this is because uh, right before we start the episodes, actually, what I've been doing is because we get so many emails, um, not even for questions, just you guys out there wanting to congratulate us and be positive with us. And so I always start off reading some things. And um, this is one that I really uh, I read two of them before the episode, but I'm going to reread this one because I feel like everybody needs to hear it. This is a comment from the last episode. Basically, it says. It truly resonated with me what you guys talked about in this podcast. I really feel like so many people needed to hear it because chances are no one is ever going through one thing exclusively. We all are experiencing similar situations simultaneously. I think that when you are trying to be great in this lifetime, not just good, so many things are thrown at you to distract Mm. and test how resilient you will be. (laughs) As they always have said, nothing good comes easy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Speaking my life. Let me give email. that to y'all one more time. I don't want to be preachy, but like this, it, it just hits home for, for so many people. So I do feel like I need to say it again. I think that when you are trying to be great in this lifetime, not just good, so many things are thrown at you to distract you and test how resilient you will be. 
then that's the positive vibe to start mm. the show with because that right there speaks and to that volumes. wasn't even me being hippy dippy you guys <laughs> it wasn't like, it so wasn't. i can't put that on me today <laughs> it wasn't i came in as the neutral partner that's right <laughs> wow no that really you got my my eyes a little a little glossy after that email and I just love the whole the whole notion of being resilient, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's really important to me personally that whenever I am facing adversity of any sort, I am the type of person who, and Asante, we've had conversations about this, like I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. I just have an automatic um, reaction to just fight against whatever it is that I'm facing, even in, you know, human confrontation sometimes. My natural reaction yeah. is just to fight. Yeah. And so... I when I face challenges, when I face things that are that are extremely um, just hard for me or things that that could be easy, but are not or things that just bring on other challenges. My natural reaction is to just go for it. And I've always admired people who are resilient. I can remember being a kid and seeing like my aunts and my uncles or even like my dad, you know, my, my siblings like watching people go through shit and then just like stand up. And have a backbone and actually just face it and beat it or say, you know, hey, this is going on and it's tough, but here's what I have to do to fix it and go after that. Mm -hmm. That's always been something admirable to me. And so to hear that someone who's listening to this show was moved to, you know, chase that resiliency, that's great. It makes me feel so good as a contributor to this because that's what I want. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I agree. And I think that's one of the the biggest challenges. Actually, before we started, we were kind of. Uh, brainstorming because we like to to let the topics kind of flow into whatever the day brings because that way we can give you a more authentic perspective instead of coming in with like bulleted notes on what we want to talk about we can really speak on you know things that are weighing on us and I was saying that um you know today I wasn't feeling too great you know and I'm one of those people that I can honestly just say that I think as soon as you accept you know what you're feeling then you can get through it a lot faster and right. um it's such an interesting letter that you read because it's almost like ah oh, the universe See? man the universe listens and, and before you even knew that i was gonna read that right letter. you know and i and the test that i have been feeling uh not just today but i guess maybe the theme for the month like dustin was saying is being resilient because i think you get tested so much, so much that it's like, okay, how resilient <laughs> right. do I have to be right. exactly? It's and like, it's like it's a never-ending like roller coaster. Ride. War, it's war. Every day is a yeah. Battle, for you have real. your days where you want to be like, okay, can I just get off for like five minutes? Yeah, you know, and 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 it's just not. It just doesn't really work that way. You know, you have to just keep pushing. And the, what I've learned that is so scary is the gap. That's what I, I consider it's the gap. It's the gap of not knowing what if what you're going through right now, not knowing where it's going to take you, not knowing what's next. Is it a regression? Is it an evolution? Are you progressing? Like you just don't know. You just have to surrender. And I think that's my word of the day is just learning to surrender. And and this goes in everything. I'm talking about career, relationships, friendships, just uh, gaining a better understanding of whatever hardship you're going through in the moment like how do I look past it right now that doesn't feel good and and that's the trick how do you look past those painful moments that are just so confusing you know and but you've been here before that's the craziest part yeah. it's like a woman giving birth like 
while she's giving birth, she's like okay, going nuts. Oh, she's okay. like, I hate this, but she knows what this is. She knows the you know the greatest story. But and, it doesn't change. But the it fact doesn't change that, it that moment. She wants on. to kill yeah, you. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think of it that way. Like I'm like in relationships. Let's say how many times have you gone through a breakup that you feel like you're gonna die? And then, like a couple years later, you don't, you know, you're fine, and you go through these cycles. You don't forgot half of the right. shit you thought but was so But then, important. in that moment, it feels so real, and it's so encompassing. You know, everything bothers. The sun doesn't. It's sorry to sound cheesy, but it's like the sun isn't as bright. <laughs> like you go outside, you're not as cheerful, and I hate that emotions can can really like almost distort your day and your reality. You know, and I think that's the biggest battle. I think that that has a lot to do with you knowing what is on the other end or you having a goal of some sort, right? Exactly. Like when you're in a relationship, a new relationship with somebody and things may go sour and you have to end, you know, all communication with that person or whatever. I think what's most disappointing is the fact that you didn't get to the finish line. When you see potential in someone, when you enjoy their company, when you like being around them, when you when when experiences that you have are enhanced because you were with that person it makes you think man this is so great we can actually have something or this is so cool this can turn into a happily ever after or whatever the fuck and then when the bottom falls out you're like god damn here we go again (laughs) that disappointment (laughs) is so damning Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that is what makes everything suck and all the things that remind you of that promise that you almost had i think that that's what makes those things so devastating And it is, it does apply to every area of your life because surrender, like you said, is involved. I feel like in every situation we're met with these battles and, you know, like in a relationship with a boyfriend or even an argument with a cousin, we're sitting there, we're thinking like, this is the worst time of my life and how are you going to get through it? And I think for me, I always have to think about those times, like how many, I'm 27 years old, how many times that i think oh fuck the world is about to end (laughs) this is some bullshit i'm not gonna make it through it always feels so bad in the moment right how many times did i stress i'm not gonna get my rent paid blah 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 (laughs) and then the shit gets paid or you make it through it you forget the breakup you know you over with your cousin y'all back hanging out and everything's cool like it's just that in those moments you just start to really be tested and they may take long and it it takes a while sometimes a moment could be a year. <laughs> Sometimes a moment could be a month. A it could, day. And it could be a course of years. It like, could, I, that I know. I've been there too. <laughs> I knew that was going to hit you. Right. Like the, uh, I think it's a Zora Neale Hurston quote where she says, There are years that ask questions and there are years that answer them. And I think where I'm hitting now in the developmental phase of my life is that a lot of my actions, a lot of my choices, my decisions, a lot of the role and you know, personal responsibility that I played in my younger years or or lack of responsibility, I should say. That, right. Are starting to catch up to me and you can do all the good in the world now, you know, but it's uh there's still things that you have to resolve within yourself. And I think one of the biggest words that keep well, two actually, because I was saying is surrender. Surrender to the things that I don't know and uh expectations. That's been, I think, my biggest battle. <laughs> and for some reason, that's what's bothering me today. It's like, uh, even when you, how do I put it? Okay, like career-wise, let's say. Right. 
you know, I had expectations when I was younger. Uh, for those of you who are new to me and maybe didn't even know who I was before this, hey, friend, hey, I was a recording artist. It was my life. You could not tell me that I was not going to be a recording artist. I studied hard, studied my music, writing, performing, you name it, worked under the best. Like everything was perfect. And so you I could, thought. And you could go back anytime. And I could go back. You but absolutely <laughs> could. And I you was trying should. to hold back. I couldn't pipes. let it go. I seen it in you and I was like, I have to say it. I have, I have I'll to. never forget on, I'm sorry. No, it's On fine. American Idol, Gladys Knight was critiquing Trinice. Season two for all the people who remember when American Idol was good. And I'll never forget Gladys Knight offered her critique and then she said, but I just got to tell you, Yo, pipes, girl, the way she said it. <laughs> and Fran, that's exactly how I felt when you played us uh, some of your, your music. Stuff, yeah. I had no idea because your your speaking voice is so, so soft calm. and calm. <laughs> right. And when you sing that power, like, you got a right. gift, baby. You know, you and, truly and do. at that point, I felt devastated because the kidney problems messed up my vocal cords. And then all the people that kind of had my back, you know, things start changing when suddenly you're not a, a quick profit. That's going to happen now. It's right. like, well, she's sick. How are we going to do this? These songs. Suddenly my songs were given away. Like it was what I felt was the worst summer of my life, you know, and my dreams, my career. Like right. I just didn't even know how I was going to bounce back. You know, what do you do when you've created a whole life based on this one thing, you know? Right. But I realized it was the expectation because I created my life. I painted it exactly how it was supposed to be and because the strokes didn't come out <laughs> you know what they were not the same colors see and and how i you, lost it how, i lost it how you're able to connect that though right there it's just so important and i feel like that's a phase that i'm moving into in my life where i'm able to just kind of reflect and look at past situations that i couldn't make sense of before right that and, you were just so sure of yeah and then really try to make sense of them now mm -hmm. and and i think it goes back to you know having to really look inside yourself and take a, accountability for, you know, the part that you played in that. Absolutely. But uh, I just felt like it, you really touched on something important there. No, yeah. And and for those listening, you know, I want you to think back to, you know, maybe things that you had set your mind on and maybe, you know, it didn't, it didn't stick. Maybe mm -hmm. it didn't hit. And what I, what I learned was, and that's not to say music is over or my dream is lost or anything, but I learned to just keep going you know, and then from me being sick, I started just writing because I was home. I was sick in bed on Vicodin, Percocet, and you name how many drugs. You got and, me <laughs> <laughs> So I was in bed writing and I started writing a blog post on Tumblr because I was like, I just got to get my, my feelings out. And I wow. wrote about what changes I wanted to do in my life as far as me. And then... I literally had three followers, which are my friends, <laughs> Claude, Masha, like, and they um, reblogged it. And so it got out to their people. And then slowly people were like, oh, you know, I feel that. Well, what are you eating for your kidney? I was like, oh, there's this juice recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, oh, well, what about your hair? Oh, actually, this is what I use. And then before you know it. Hey, friend. Hey, hey was friend. Born. Hey, was born. But it was born because I had lost everything and, and literally off of. Rock bottom, I built a new foundation. And Did, that and goes back to resilience. How, yeah. You have to figure out a way when life just feels so bad, turn that pain into a cure. Then you surrendered. I surrendered. 
with that blog post. This conversation could go so many different Man. ways, right? Because I'm sure that it is a, a shared sentiment amongst many that when you are at your lowest is when you have gained the greatest clarity you've ever had. Absolutely. When things have happened to me personally that, I, that were just insurmountable, you know, for me to even comprehend is when I've come through on the other side and, and really figured shit out for myself. Like, damn, okay, so that's who I am. I thought I felt this way. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That change, that enlightenment, um, those realizations are the things that kind of shape and mold who we are moving forward. And what's been most effective for me when I've been in a clutch is simple prioritization. Sometimes I'm in a moment where I'm affected or uncomfortable or bothered by something, and I ask myself, which I catch myself being in conversation with myself a lot, but I don't all know. Me too. So I'm all like, the time. Okay, let Everyone me just, you know. can agree to that. <laughs> but like, I just prioritization. I ask myself, D, is this shit really important? Mm. Or, or even with this, is this something you can let go and move past? Is this something critical to what's really most important to you right now, which is blank? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if the answer is no, I genuinely let it go. And that release, although hard, you know what I mean? And although challenging, it's been so gratifying, like just letting go of some things it because it's is. just not that important. Right. And which this this kind of cycles back into what we were discussing earlier about personal responsibility. A lot of the a lot of the time I've been able to let things go because I've recognized my error. I've recognized where I could have done things differently. I've recognized where I contributed to the crazy. I've recognized my part and I've actually had to forgive myself for that in order to move on and actually forgive other people. Mm. It's been so essential. And so once you can do that, once you can admit to yourself, you know, may not have made the best decision, may have been able to do something else that would have worked out better. But I recognize that that's where I fucked up. Right. You know, and and forgive yourself for that. It frees you. And it gives you the clarity that you need to actually focus on whatever you've decided is important or whatever your original goal was in the beginning. It's so important to get back on that track, right. especially when you're bombarded, as you were talking about earlier, Asante, and you too, friend, when you're bombarded with so many right. things and so many adversities, it's so easy to get off track right. when you kind of had the right idea in the beginning. You were pursuant of something. That's why you were even in that situation to become affected. Right. And when you realize that and you can step back and get right back into that place, it makes you be able to move forward a lot easier. Absolutely. And I really try to take in every experience that I have now and realize how that's going to shape the greater good. I always used to be like, this is friction and I don't like it. And, you know, fuck this. But I think this is now that I'm actually trying to be more conscious of what's going on and asking myself more important questions about, you know, who I am and where I'm trying to go, I think it's giving me a better outlook. Like I can always look at the glass half full because I'm sitting here thinking about all the positive things. Because every thought that you put out, you know, you get something in return, whether it's going to be that opposite or whether, you know, you're just going to attract more of that good. Mm -hmm. And in every case, I do feel like I attract a lot more of that good. But sometimes when that bad gets you, it's a chance for that bad to continue to get you. And it's a I think portal. It is. And I think um, I'm learning how to change my thinking just as a, a whole. So every time I'm faced with the battle, um, that resilience just kind of shines through. 
it's just kind of like, you know, I've been preparing for this. Like everything that I'm doing, I feel like I'm preparing for something. Mm, I like that. I agree. Yeah. But here's my question to you guys, though, because you mentioned uh, personal responsibility and being accountable for where maybe your contributions uh, cause it to fail, whatever it is, whether it was career, relationship. But how do you overcome and resolve when you did everything right? Mm hmm. You know, and you poured yourself in because just because you do everything right doesn't mean you're always going to win. That's right. And I think that's I think that's a big struggle (laughs) that to accept sometimes because you feel like, well, you know, I invested. I did this. I did that. But life, unfortunately, isn't that perfect. That's how it is with my thinking. Like when I say like I try to keep all these positive thoughts and then sometimes that one bad one gets you and Mm -hmm. it just kind of, you know, you feel like it's about to pollute that. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It's like. How do you, if you're going to school, you know, you got your degree, you got the rent, the bills are paid, and then you just end up with- you get sideswiped by some craziness. (laughs) You're like, what the (laughs) hell? You know, like a student loan that somebody else put in your name or some shit comes up. You're like, what? What is this? Right. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But it's like, you know, you've had all of these things that you've been doing to kind of prepare you to prioritize. Because sometimes, like you said, Dustin, you just got to sit back. And really map it out for yourself. Like, you know, if you're doing good and you've been on track, you have to learn how to just step over some of those things. Right. And I think that's that's what I've been doing. So I'm just going to keep it all the way real. Right. For me, there's a trifecta here. Right. Mm -hmm. Step one is being honest. Once you're honest with yourself, it didn't work out. This is what I did. This is what they did. This is what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. You're honest. Step two is acceptance. Once you accept that, hey, it didn't work out. That's what my reality is. Or, hey, I messed up. Or, hey, I did everything right and they messed up. Once you accept it, you're free to make your own choice when you get to step three. Now, here's where the keeping it real comes in. (laughs) Step three, you can either let it completely go or realize that you have full license to address what went wrong, even if it wasn't on your behalf, i.e., check somebody (laughs) so once you've done that work and once you've admitted to yourself this is what i did this is what they did or i did everything right you have full license to check someone and if you think back to every scenario that that if you're a person who's a fan of like reality tv all the people that we love and all the people who are once the underdog and rose to fame on these shows like nene leaks or jocelyn hernandez (laughs) the reason that we're endeared to these people is because they're telling the truth Everything they said made sense and they were unafraid to be forthcoming and just fully disclose the areas where they may have been less than favorable in their actions or whatever. They say, hey, it is what it is, but here's where you messed up. I'm being honest about mine, so here's what it is. And we as humans are attracted to that. So I think it's a great characteristic, believe it or not, you can gain something from all of the ratchet television And all those moments that we watched, all those check-in scenes and all those confrontations, you can actually, believe it or not, <laughs> pull like some Justin's good. looking at me. You can, pull, I'm looking at friend. you can pull some he good got a from thesis. that. He got a thesis on this. You're damn right. When you move forward in truth, no one can block you. They can't. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't challenge me. You don't. Carly you can't red. challenge me <laughs> about anything if I bring it to the light first. And if I admit, you know what? You're right. I did fuck up and I'm sorry about that. However, what you did was this. And that's so cathartic, you know? And it doesn't always have to mean you slap somebody. Sometimes you can just say it. And so that 
to bring to go back to dial back to your original question, that is what will help you get through those moments when you have done everything right or everything that you could do to ensure that whatever situation you were in had a successful outcome. Mm -hmm. When you've done everything that you can do and that was on the other person, you can get closure, you can find resolve, and you also can go the hell off. <laughs> okay, I like that's, that made that, smile. that's the right. bonus. That's the bonus. Seriously, right? Um, and so, and sometimes that's actually a necessary thing. Sometimes you do need to voice your concern, or sometimes you do need to literally release that energy. It's right. amazing how when you have a conversation like that, you just feel so. You just feel new afterward. You feel like okay, now I can move forward to whatever else is next because right. I let that off. So go the hell off, listeners. When things happen and, and you've done all <laughs> that you can the do, battle. address it. Have and it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, one thing I think, I think the space, because um, one thing I'm excited about this show is that we all are in different spaces. So we can share those transitions and yes, kind of watch are. each of us evolve. And those of you listening too, you know, because that's the point of the friend zone is to transition together. Um, but the space that I'm in now that is... Uh, trying to Asante's over here dancing trying to um move away from the victim narrative yes lord shit because I think it's really easy because we all go through so much to be in a very like ah that's just but you know them's the breaks and that's just how it is and trying to not uh stay in that space and assume that like yeah life is hard it's it is a lot of suffering (laughs) But it's usually you getting stretched for a reason because we don't understand our power. So it could be in career and relationships. You just go for what is keeping you maintained for the day, for the week, for the month, you know, and you don't push. A lot of us don't really like to be uncomfortable. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. It's not really a a frequency most people are comfortable with, you know. So when she was telling me that, because I fall into my rut sometimes where I'm just like, dude, I'm tired, like. Yeah. You just have to say it, it straight much. out. Like yeah. life is very tiring, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes even I lose sight of that, even with my incense and books and <laughs> dim lights at home. <laughs> I can get very tired, you know, but I have to be cautious to not fall into that woe is me victim narrative because if anything, all of these trials and tribulations are such blessings if you can just remember to see the other side. For me, I hate the victim narrative. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm judgmental to other people when they can be susceptible to that moment. Mm -hmm. But just for me, when I deal with, you know, things that may be not the easiest for me, I hate the victim narrative. I hate wallowing. I hate being in the belly of that beast. I hate that shit. That's amazing that you hate it, though. Because most people, that's actually like their comfort. They thrive. And and it's, um, it's an addiction, too. You can get used to being sad a lot. I've had to I've had to come to terms with a lot of things in my life that may not have been the easiest for other people to interpret, mm-hmm. may not have even been possible for other people to understand. But it was my life. It was my scenario. And it was something that I literally had to learn and understand how to manage for myself. And I don't ever want to feel like I felt when I was figuring all of that out. Mm-hmm. And what I learned from that was how to operate when I'm in that place. Shit happens. You're going to deal with shit all the time. You know, you I, just earlier today, I was talking to this guy at the gym, f- fixing some shit with my membership and his breath was stinking. 
And I had no choice but to continue the fucking conversation, like face to to face, because he was entering data, and I had to lean in because he couldn't. It was just a lot. But I I had, but I I had to persevere right (laughs) through the breath. And even things as small as that, they're indicative of a bigger challenge, right? And so when I'm in that moment, because I hate the victim narrative, even today when I was at the gym, I'm like, yep, yes, it stinks. Yes, I can smell it. Yes, I want to scream. Yes, I want to rip these tiles in half. But I have to finish this conversation <laughs> to get my shit straight. Resilience. Right? Resilience. <laughs> Boom. And since we're quoting like Zora Neale Hurston, mm-hmm. it, there is another quote that I find like really inspirational, which I, I just found it recently. And it's actually from Future on Trap Niggas where he says, you know, I'm wake so up in the mad. morning, he brush your teeth. from Future. Yeah, brush your teeth, grab your strap. And then before you brush your teeth, grab your strap, nigga, which takes me back to prioritization, right? <laughs> it's so, so important to order Zora your Neal steps. In <laughs> <laughs> Future, it's so important to order your steps. Yeah, You would be surprised. I, trap music, Zora and Future. Trap oh, okay. music can teach you resiliency. It can teach you strength. <laughs> It can teach you uh, planning, you know, it can teach you all of that strategy, real, (laughs) real skills that you can apply in the business world as well as in your personal life. You can gain from plies, future, you know, uh, amigos, so out of control, so So, fast. Yeah, Yeah. prioritization, (laughs) word. (laughs) (laughs) To go back to prioritization. That's right. (laughs) I think people have a hard time figuring out uh, how they prioritize their emotions for certain things. And I think because we're all at different places in our lives, it also makes us hard. Well, for me personally, I should say, it makes it harder for me to figure out where other people are emotionally. So, like, do you I, feel like you have to, though? Yeah, why not? I don't feel like I have to figure out where anybody is emotionally. I feel like it's important for me to respect where everybody is emotionally, but I don't feel like I have to determine where someone else is on the emotional spectrum in order to to choose my moves when it comes to that relationship. I think that it will it will show itself and it'll surface throughout dialogue and interaction. And it's not something where I have to actually spend time figuring out where somebody else is on the emotional spectrum. I definitely don't think that well, it's something to ignore, but I think it just shows itself. And I'm thankful for that because that's a lot to take on to try to figure out someone else's emotional state or how someone else moves on on in their emotions or what's important to them, right? Right. And I think that if if I focus on that, I just get so cloudy when it comes to dealing with a person that I lose sight of the basics. What I enjoyed about this relationship in the first place, what I'm looking forward to about what's next in the future. And so some things I feel like you can deal with in the moment. Like say you see your friend having a moment it's not important for me to analyze it. It's not important for me to figure it out. What is important for me is, is to show respect, to acknowledge it, and to support them through whatever that journey is for them. And so I've never felt like I had, to, and I've never even articulated it until you just said that. Right. And that's what made me ask you, like, do you think it's important? Because I literally asked myself that. I never right. have thought about that, and I don't think that it's my responsibility. I think it would be distracting from me being beneficial in someone else's life for me to try to analyze their emotions well when i think about like you know my friends you know i just think about how to not necessarily cater to them but i feel like when you mesh with people yeah there's that natural thing where you mesh with them but then you're kind of learning about them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then you're taking 
you know, if they're your friend and you're taking them on, like, I feel like sometimes you take on their emotions and their things. And that's why sometimes you become your friends. Like you start to joke like them and say their things and experience shit with them. And so I always think about like, uh, not necessarily like, like, let's say a friend goes off. I do think to myself, like, you know, damn, like I wish there was something I could do to like, you know, change that. Or I wish they wouldn't have to react that way. Or there was a way for me to just at least say something to make them feel better. Just because I feel like when the people around me are doing a certain way that really, like if I can help them get somewhere long-term, that also helps me get somewhere long-term. And not to say that I feel like that should even be my responsibility, but um, I think to go back to the first episode, you know, family matters. Like I didn't really have these family connections. So like, I think with my friends, I try to do these like emotional attachments and that's where, the thinking kind of comes in to always figure other people out. Mm-hmm. How's that worked out for you so far, though? As far as trying like, to figure other people out, probably been a hell of a uh, coaster. Not so bad. I mean, like <laughs> you, like you see people have things, and you do, you know, respect before you respond in certain situations. But I think some people that I've been friends with for years and years and years, like uh, shout out to my best friend Anton Ryan. Like we're just able to know what the other needs without like you know if she was to throw a fit you know i would just know um if i could get this bitch like i don't know a, a biscuit or some shit she would be fine That's, <laughs> that sounds so terrible but like it really does <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you know you just know how to like pacify your friends or you know what to do to make it okay for them like you know not to treat them like children but to like i don't know i guess maybe i just have like a motherly instinct or some shit or a fatherly instinct like i just want to always be you know, a certain way with my friends. Cause I used to have people before I moved to New York. Like I felt like, you know, that's how we were. Like uh, everything was spread out. Everybody had their own space. So clearly everybody didn't mind being in each other's face. But like in New York, you're literally on top of other people and they're on top of you. Tell so you just don't want to <laughs> deal with all the other shit, but that's just kind of like been my friendship journey. Like, you know, not necessarily figuring everybody out, but figuring out how I play into everybody else's roles because you, you meet people and they come around and then they stay around and then sometimes things change and you're not sure if it's something that's going on with you, which this year, like I know I'm going through like some really big changes. So I know I'm just looking at everything and everybody differently. So I'm vibrating differently. Like my frequency is changing. Mm, nice and, words. Um, right. Vibrate. <laughs> Ooh. The Vibrate love below speaker box. Motherfuck the wagon, don't join the band. You listen to that tonight. Hey. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, I just really think about how important everybody else's connection is to me. And it's, you know, the frequencies when they vibrate, you know, they're not going to match my frequency, but I like for people to, I like to make sure everybody's harmonizing. Like it's, it's all harmonious. The nice. instrumentation is important all around. Right. Well, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm, man, at the point I'm at now, I, I feel everything so deeply, which is good and bad. Yeah. Right. The good thing about it is because I do feel so deeply now, I'm so like aware, aware. of feelings and, and things and people and emotions and frequencies. Like in my mind is like just this series of le- like colors and lines. And I'm constantly looking at people and, and, and getting energy from them like now i can see it it's so weird that's what's that's why when people are like oh i don't want to do that i don't feel like being conscious i can kind of i'm like i feel you because <laughs> that awareness begets responsibility Absolutely. and that's what people are so fearful and that's of. what people are afraid of because once you open yourself up to feeling there's no closing it. none and mm-hmm. now that i feel everything 
like even with my friends like you know i'm a healer now like i'm a nurturer i'm like what can we do what do we do to fix it how do we fix it like that's the constant space i'm in and it's beautiful because it gets everyone in my life moving and thinking and feeling but at the same time it's like overwhelming because you're just like it's a lot of feeling in the world you know and i think uh one of the actually i was i think one of the wellness uh, things that we should discuss today because i was noticing in the emails a lot of people were asking about meditation yeah and it's something that you see all the time meditate meditate 20 minutes 15 minutes 10 minutes you know and the problem is how do you meditate? Like, are there rules? When do you know you're doing it? Is you know, like, what's it feel like? Right. What does it feel like? like? Are you supposed tap to go me blank? On my shoulder and right. Say, oh, I go lay in the bed now. Right. Man, Every- people meditate and don't even realize and it. And don't. I mean, when you sleeping bathroom, is meditation. When you have sex, it's a, well, it's a form of meditation. Yes, listen, you know, it's anything that is in that <laughs> moment connecting you. So you connected him just now. <laughs> so. So the advice I wanted to give, because I know that meditation for me has been had been a struggle for a lot of years, but it was because I had misunderstood what it really meant. And uh, I think you get into these uh, moments where you want it to be a thing. You're like, I'm going to add it to my day. And then you start uh, looking up how other people do it and reading their advice. And you think your mind has to go blank. And I think that's the resistance that most people meet with very quickly it's like you sit down in silence and then all these thoughts are just rushing and then you're like okay how do I get quiet how do I make them go away but I don't think when you're especially when you're first starting out that shouldn't be the goal I uh, I actually wrote about this on my blog so those of you followed already read it but I think of meditation as a an observation deck that's Mm. what I call it and for me it's a moment to sit down and will let my thoughts just go mm-hmm. and I can just watch them. And you just sort of, um, instead of trying to interfere with what's going on, you just watch them. It's like a screen. It's a movie screen. And you see what is going on, on the, in the mind of Asante today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a way for you to be in tune with the things that are bugging you, the things that are overwhelming you, the things that are making you happy. And now you have a clear insight into what is going on in your day. Because if you let these emotions take you, you see how we were just saying earlier, like some days you just feel heavy. Some days you wake up and you're just like overwhelmed. And other days you feel fine. And other days you feel free and you're happy. It's like so many different things come yeah, and go. up and down. You have to learn. Um, my favorite writer, poet, Rumi, uh, describes emotions as a guest house. You know, let the sadness come in some days. Let the happiness come in. But the whole point is, is you let it come in, you let it go out and surrender. Like we were saying earlier, everything is about surrendering, not having expectations. So when you meditate, you get to see all these thoughts come in and out. And the more you separate yourself from these thoughts coming in and out, the less power they will have over your day to take you wherever they want to take you. That's right. And I ain't going no damn well. <laughs> so like, so let me ask you a question, friend. So when you do this, when you meditate and you are able to see your thoughts from a different vantage point, right? Mm-hmm. And actually see what's going on. Is it best to to write that down? Absolutely. That's why okay. that's why it's a lifestyle. So you can write during meditation. I wouldn't write during because okay. you want to make sure to be in the moment mm-hmm. and not try to multitask. But what I would suggest is making journaling 
a part of your process of understanding yourself. Because all this is, all meditation, journaling, incense, all these things is just a way for you to just like tap into you and how you're feeling because we have so many distractions. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get caught up in. How many times have you just grabbed your phone for no reason? It's just a reflex at this yeah. point. You mm -hmm. have to check your texts. You have to check the apps. My hand itching right now to Right, it. you like can't you help it. it. It's, it's like, like ah. insane how attached we are to needing to escape, you know? And so what meditation does is that it, it reminds you to check in, like, what's bothering you today? What, you know, you just have to tap into those feelings because if you don't tap in, you can't do anything about it. Right. So, like you said, what do you do when you start seeing those things? And that's where I think journaling is a really cool side-by-side, uh, -side, I guess, with meditation. Because now that you see the things, you meditated, you breathed, now you have a better understanding of the emotions that came with that specific day. Now sit and write about it at some point in the day. You know, that one thought that was nagging. Like, why is it nagging? Maybe it's something that you need to explore. You know, if there's a relationship that you can't get over that just keeps coming back, back, like reoccurring theme in your mind and your dreams and your thoughts, it's making you wake up sad. Like, write about it. What can you do about it? Is it something can be fixed? If it's not, have you accepted that it's not? Like, what are the things you need to do to get you flowing again? Because remember, like we said in last week's episode, when you're stuck in the past, you're depressed because mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do to change it. When you're stuck, uh, when you're feeling anxiety, it's because you're stuck in the future and worrying why what hasn't even come yet. Right. But when you're happy and abundant and flowing, it's because you're in the today. That's real. And things like meditation and journaling keep you in the now. That's how you stay in. How am I feeling right now? Have you um Have you ever seen I Heart Huckabees? No, I don't think so. Have you ever seen that? Have I? Hell no. I never watched <laughs> okay. that no damn Huckabees. <laughs> so it's like existential as fuck, but it's like, I don't want to give it away. I really need you and everybody. To watch it. You yeah. have to go watch it because. Um, That'll be our homework for next it was, week. <laughs> sure. Um, it was something I saw when I was in high school, but, you know, they talked about, you know, existentialism and all that. Mark Wahlberg's in it and mm -hmm. Lily Tomlin and all these other Oh, people. I love Lily Tomlin. Yo, yo it's one of my all-time favorite Frankie movies. Frankie Grace oh, on Netflix. That so show's good. so awesome. So She's mean. Good. You realize yeah. I'm Frankie. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know everybody tweeted this, you when they saw literally her. Literally, when that Fran, she show is, oh my God, out. making all that Look, shit. With the, with the oh meditation, her stones. <gasps> when that show came out, everyone was like, You be making like, Bruja juice or all that stuff too? Listen, Fran, that's Frankie. my life. <laughs> Damn. Um, anyway, um, maybe I you should sue like the people that sue right? the Empire. My bad. Go oh, ahead. Lord. <laughs> And untuck my brand. <laughs> um, and our heart Huckabees, it's basically the story of this guy and he's dealing with these things in his his work life, his personal life, and um, you know, just all aspects. And then he even, you know, has to do this thing and he gets a partner and they realize kind of the chaos that they're going through and creation and destruction and how it's all connected. And I think it's so fly how we're talking about shit like this and these battles and, you know, personal responsibility. And even when you went back to a talk about you know, shit just being because of somebody's childhood, you know, some shit just being triggered. This movie wraps up about like the smallest fucking thing. And you find out that he was so uncomfortable in his own home and that like pretty much affected him as his an adult. Life. Yeah. And it's I just had to throw that out there. And I, I, I recommend the movie. You have yeah, to check it I've, out. I've, I remember seeing the promos, but I, I never actually watched it. But I think but that, you know, it all comes down to paying more attention to yourself. 
you know, and I, I think that's one of the things, with, especially with these wellness segments, like it's just take more time for you to understand what you are going through. Right. You know, a lot of us will give our friends all this airtime <laughs> and then you won't like when's the last time you asked yourself how you're feeling and if you're happy, does life feel good? Right. Is the person you're with worth it? Is this job worth it? Are, are you, you drunk right now? <laughs> Do you love this shit? Oh. Are you high right now? Do you no, y'all didn't nervous? take Are you single? I heard you fucked your girl. Is, Is that it true? true? <laughs> you getting money? You think them niggas... Mash up. I'm just saying you could do better. Are you drunk right now? What did she say in the background? Nomio Renge Kill. I don't know what the hell she was saying. <laughs> oh, Tina, she... Oh... Oh. So you know I'm in love with her, right? Oh, we can't talk about that. Right. Okay. Um, but yes, speaking of journaling, actually, uh, are you going to make that your wellness segment today? Because well, that of- was the wellness segment. I think yes, it um, was. I yeah. received it. Yeah, I think. Um, I I guess just to kind of close it out and round it out and round it out with a, a little yeah. bit of that meditation in there too, because it was you were making two very important. Right. Uh, well, uh, I think. Hopefully the the idea of it being an observation deck will take away a little bit of the pressure because I know a lot of people are probably fighting the silence right. and, and how do I just sit quiet? No, a flower isn't going to appear or some garden <laughs> with some right. you know old man in a gown. Like it's not. You'll get there one day, maybe. Hopefully, the more you become diligent with the lifestyle, but to to jump into it is just just sit and watch your thoughts and and become close to them. You know, I think you hear a lot of things like ego and, you know, your second mind and all these things that get in the way. And it's not about trying to kill it. It's not about trying to get rid of it. It's about trying to befriend it because it's still a part of you. And I think one of the things that we avoid is the dark parts of our thoughts and our things that make us uncomfortable and sad. And, you know, with meditation, it just kind of helps you bring it all together and not be so afraid of being uncomfortable. And like we said earlier, you know, I think the key word for this this uh, episode is just surrendering to the changes, to the things that are going to make you sad. I, I told the guys when we walked in, I was like, guys, I'm sad today. So, <laughs> but, you know, she it's because I, on the couch, like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm sad today. It's one of those days. It's a little heavy. A lot you going look on. Like it. I don't because I also understand what sadness is. So I don't. I, I like I said, I'm on an observation deck now. Where I'm like, OK, so today's going to be a sad day. But I'm not going to let it take me into that portal where everything becomes sad. For yep. Even having that perspective is a great place to be. It just in helps. Your sadness. It helps it you to rem- it, it helps you to remember that your emotions are very separate from who you are. You as a person, you're neutral. You're in neutral. That's why you can go all these different directions right. <laughs> as the feelings come. And if for some is some way you can remember that, just remember that you yourself are neutral. You allow these things to charge you just like a phone and you let it zap you out. You let it add to you like it's you're neutral and just have to remember how to stay there. And honestly, that's what meditation and journaling have done for me to keep me sane where it's like with whatever is coming to me today, I accept it. It's not going to feel good. Acknowledging as well that not everything's meant to feel good. That helps, too. You know, because a lot of things don't feel good. <laughs> so Well, fuck all that. The stuff that don't feel good. <laughs> right. My best but, times have been when I've been in the moment. 
Right. When I think back on the times when I have had the best, the best feelings ever. Okay. Then you let it's been when I've been be. in the moment. Right. When you're celebrating something. When you are just when things are good, when you have a good night, like all you're thinking about is what is in that moment. And I think that comes from being being prepared. Yeah, being prepared and being void of, you know, of of worry in some sort. Mm Because I don't think you're ever really void of worry. But just being void of worry for that moment and just being in the moment. So I think that's great. Yeah. Where you mentioned how you're how. You have the anxieties when you're thinking about what what's you're coming. You're thinking or, way too far ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just and be and in just the do like holistic living and all these things. Being conscious at the end of the day, the point I want to get across to people is that it doesn't mean that we have figured out a way to not feel. <laughs> like, right. That's not what it is. I feel everything times ten now. It comes harder if anything, but self care is where it comes in cuz now i'm learning the tools that help me get through these motions faster or not even faster but to understand them why they're coming why they're feeling and then every time i get through it it's like another notch on my life belt like okay you got it beat you did that, that. right <laughs> once you're stretched you can't be unstretched so now you're that much more prepared for Hashtag the next. That shit. Right. right now you're that much more prepared. Yep. For what's coming your way. That would be a great gospel song. Right. Once you stretch, you, you can't, can't be, be unstretched. unstretched. Let's call someone. That sounds like <laughs> Who a. Let me tell. Let's call Chuck. Mary Mary. That sounds like a Mary Mary track. <laughs> and they was ooh Tina would wear that out too. So hopefully that helps someone today. <laughs> she would. <laughs> Cause she's been stressed. <laughs> oh Tina God. Campbell been stressed. See, I didn't want to say nothing. Not what I meant. This, that's what you get. Tina Campbell been stressed. You know what? Thin. This is Someone the perfect time. This is the perfect time to switch gears. <laughs> and um, we're gonna go on and get into some questions right now. Right. Stretch me, Lord. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stretch me long. Just so you all know, if you have questions and song recommendations for Dustin (laughs) to do gospel renditions of that you want to send in, the email is thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I'm still laughing. Was it last week or Dustin said red letters? (laughs) (laughs) Big old red letters. (laughs) You know, people were tweeting us about that. Shout out to everybody that caught that reference. Oh, (laughs) I I literally have had flashbacks from this this podcast. I'll be on the train and just die laughing. (laughs) Just so y'all know, Fran ain't the only person that be getting harassed up in here. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is crazy. Do you want to do red letters again for him just so they can red have it? Big old red letters. Do you do you want to leave him with a Fiction new one? Fiction notice. Do you want to leave him with a new one? Too? Yes, Helen Baylor. Helen's testimony. Look up okay. Helen's testimony by Helen Baylor on YouTube. It's a great narrative. It's almost like a one woman show. Hit us with one. It's with like a line. okay, uh-huh. so it's like oh, she's talking. See, you gotta give look us. And she, so she's she's telling the story of how this maybe this should just be part of the podcast. This is part of the podcast where you hit us with a gospel, a gospel line. reference. What? No, mind Dustin you, I didn't even grow up going to church. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. Dustin is now the <laughs> yeah, all walks alive. T- shout out to our church listeners. Y'all know one of the main oh, things they tell you in church is that God. people come I from what all walks right of now. life. Here I am. I'm so not, I'm not doing this. Anyway, Helen's te- <laughs> Helen's testimony by Helen Baylor. Look it up. It's great. She's telling the story of how she was like an underage, you know, performer in clubs. And she got exposed to this really fast life, making all this money, doing Broadway, all this stuff. 
and she started using drugs and I'm not going to tell you how it ended, but there's a moment where she says the devil had a trap set. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she says, <laughs> but I had a praying, praying grandmother, grandmother and I knew enough to call on the name. That's what she said. Dude, I don't, I don't belong to you. I don't belong to you. And what's next? I've been set free. Remember she said her head hit. Remember she said her head hit the wall. Poof. Yeah. She made that noise like my head hit the wall. Poof. Like I was dying. No, for for real. It's like a long. It's the greatest thing. I I don't know why. This is the perfect segue into listening. Oh, now you want. Now you want to segue. And Helen Baylor, if you're listening to this, do Vegas, baby, because that that (laughs) Helen's testimony needs to be a Vegas show. Dustin will be there. I sure will. (laughs) Season tickets if that exists. Anyway, let me. uh, Oh God, my cheeks, Lord. Speaking of cheeks. <laughs> Do you know my mom was like, my mom was like, what did Dustin mean when he was talking about his chakras aligning? I was like, mom. Uh-uh. And she knew what you meant, but she was looking at me like, Ugh. Ooh, he nasty. Hi, friends, mom. I'm, everybody's mom, mom loves us. me. I'm forgive so respectful. Us. Hi, friends, so, mom. Excuse everything you've Hi, heard friends, on the mom. podcast. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off with this. Should we just keep everybody anonymous that sends in letters? So. Okay. Um, Hi guys, I'm from Flint, Michigan, and I need some advice. That's where I. That's that's where I'm from. I know. That's why. I, that's one of the reasons I picked. We finna it. help you, baby. Come on. <laughs> so I have been in an on and off dating situation with this guy for the last two years, and I really like him, but I haven't taken the next step of relationship with him because I found that dynamics and attitudes change when you trade the title of friends to official boyfriends. I still want the same level no of lie. communication, spontaneous energy, and interest that we have outside of each other's company, and not the stereotypical expectation that we are obligated once we are together. We have to keep each other entertained. Mm-hmm. How do I move forward in the relationship, but yet so at the same time keep our friendship? Mm, this, I feel like God is talking to me with this one. It's so relevant mm-hmm. because we just got finished discussing being in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a, an area where a lot of people make the choice to try to create something based on, like we said, the promise of success in a relationship. Mm-hmm. When yeah. just like our, our listener wrote in and said, when they were in just the moment, they enjoyed the person that they've been building this relationship with. And if they're not interested in creating a traditional relationship where they have to adhere to a certain standard or certain criteria, then just keep it the way that it is. There's, there's, there's something to be said for defining what a relationship means for you. And if for you, you feel most comfortable and most uh, successful, I guess, if you are just thinking about now, thinking about the moment and thinking about the things that you enjoy about that person, especially if the, the impending, if, 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 if titling your relationship creates an impending doom for you, <laughs> Just don't do it. Listen to your energy. Like if you don't feel like that's what would be best for you and if you want to stay where you are, have a conversation with the person that that's your partner essentially and just tell them, you know, I love you. This is great. And I'm so proud of what we've created. Give it a tone of, of reflection almost like, damn, can you believe like we've been rocking this long? This is so dope. And I just really want to thank you for all that you bring into my life and everything that you've done. Do it like that and just stay in the moment. You don't have to title yourself. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to subscribe to 
Ugh, I just swallowed my fucking gum. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what right, happened. Like, okay, it was like, did you see my like face? I saw your face. It was like this. I look like that death. emoji <laughs> where the tongue is out and one eye is closed. I, Anyway, you look like Tanisha when she drank the juice with the hot sauce and peppers in it. My juice! My juice! My juice, That's a Bad Girls Club reference for those who don't know. But yes, so I think that a lot of times we lose ourselves trying to to subscribe to what we've been taught is the way that things should go. When it's not even what's for you. So I think that you should just stay where you are, celebrate it, and keep staying where you are. You'll be good. Mm. I man, listen. <laughs> Relationships have been so man, it's been like the biggest learning lesson, learning curve in my life. And I totally agree with Dustin. Don't put the title. <laughs> do not do it. Until you're ready. Just stay calm. If you guys are having fun, enjoy it. Ride the wave as far as you can <laughs> ride it. Because let me tell you something that happens. We let people get in our ear. And then all these other things, uh, Instagram, people like relationship goals, hashtag this and me and Bay and Whatever thinking of the him. Fuck that means. And half the time, and I'm, it's way more than half. And I know you guys feel me. These people don't even really like each other. They're mm-hmm. not enjoying each other. <laughs> relationship sucks. They're not happy. They're fighting. They're only happy in the picture on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> then you see them in person and they're miserable, but they love curating these art exhibits online for yep. all of us to feel away. But yep. everyone does it. Attending. That's why I've never, in all the years that I've been on the internet, you do not, you can't, you may link me if you know some secrets, but you won't find like me posting men that I date. Because I just feel like it's such a journey of figuring things out, you right. know, and nothing is nothing is is finalized, you know, like I can't even give myself that, not even online. And a lot of relationships, I looked for the title and I felt like I wanted it. And then you get it and it didn't change anything, except now you have this person that gave you the title because you asked for it. What good is that? Like, why would you feel happy about that? Nothing. Right. Beating the hell out of dead horse. Right. So I learned that really young. Why would you push someone to do that? You know, they're going to resent you for that. If you really want someone to be in a relationship with you that's dope and healthy, y'all shouldn't even be happy. I'm sorry. Women are probably going to be mad at me because I know there are a lot of women that are like, tell him what you guys are and make sure you. But honestly, I'm going to tell you guys something as someone who's a little bit older when you guys are vibing and feeling, you won't even have to have that conversation. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Because when you're with it, both of y'all are with it. Yep, it's just, just organic. Yes, it's yep. this natural progression of, yo, you see what I'm about. I see what you're about. And we just go there. And that's happened to me. And it's been amazing. And it's been perfect. And then guess what? Sometimes you go through seasons then you guys go in different directions he goes this way you go that way but it's okay and this goes back to surrendering to the changes the problem is we're trying to control the storyline and it's like you know you started out when you were little barbie had ken (laughs) like uh, all these disney princesses and you you fall into this like love story but let me tell you guys relationships are hard it's hard work it's two people like we were saying last time in two different movies trying to follow each other's path, you know, trying to follow each other's story and mesh worlds. And it's like, it's a lot of work. It's not as romantic and sweet. There are moments. Yes. Love is amazing to find someone that you can tell all these things to and they love you no matter what, but it's a lot of work. 
it's a lot of work. It's a lot of getting to know each other. It's a lot of trying to mesh. It's a lot of trying to battle your demons. You battle mine. And it doesn't get pretty. It's more work than it is gratification. It is a lot. It's like uh, I always see. I've always been allergic to seafood. But I always see when people are killing themselves for these lobsters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) All that work. mm, And then mm. it's how much meat in the lobster. Ooh, but it's so succulent. (laughs) It's, it's worth so it. It's so good. It's worth it. And right. I really feel it's it's like it's similar. It's like you go through all this for those little glimpses of glory and it feels so good, you guys. Love is beautiful and awesome, but it's also painful yeah. and hard. And you're gonna lose some and you know what I mean? And and I think uh it's it's been my biggest battle is accepting the changes. One of my most recent situations is that I, you know, being the space that I'm in now with learning and I wanted the person to learn and they were so receptive to it. And I taught, you know, I was like here and books and this and that. They were like, yes, and you're amazing, you know, but then it was just another moment in my life, you know, and it took me to understand that, like, don't try to turn this into anything, right? you know, like I was telling you guys the quote I saw was like, let the changes come in as they need to without you trying to manipulate them. And in relationships, we're always trying to make it be a thing. Always. It's rooted in the need for validation that a lot of people have. And that even, you know, goes back to what you were discussing about posting pictures on Instagram of you and the person that you're dating. A lot of times people do that out that of a need for validation. That means more people nowadays. They want to be validated. That show, yeah. yeah. And they, they, they want, want the world to, to see it. They, that a they've lot of been times, chosen, that they're worthy. Yeah. That they found or something, they that, have something. Even that, like, they found somebody who represents, like, the ideal partner for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so validating for them for that for that that energy to be reciprocal. And so they want their partner to be okay with them posting a picture of them online. Right. And so they're so pursuant of, of, of displaying this relationship, and it's all rooted in the need for validation. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, again, just being in the moment. Yeah. And just enjoying, enjoying someone the legitimacy and of not your looking for completion. Because exactly. listen, no one's going to make you happy. No one's going to complete you. Your emotions are going to fluctuate day, to day by day based on you and what you're going through. And I know you think that there's someone that's going to come and make your life better <laughs> and make you happy every morning. <laughs> Trust me, he could be so beautiful. He could have all the money in the world. He could dress exactly how you like. <laughs> and you're still going to wake up days. And still feel just as lost. Yeah. There's no woman. There's no man. There's nothing. There's not even a career. There's not a dollar amount. And I try to tell this to people because I've been through it in all those different waves. None of that is going to bring you the calm, the happiness, or the peace that you think it will. Damn right. Once you get that out of your mind, you will listen to these meditations (laughs) and journaling because you realize it has to come. You hear it all the time. Has to come from you. You have to love yourself. From within. But it's the truth. It is. Yeah. These things aren't gonna bring you happiness. All of my married friends are sad. All of my rich friends are sad. All of my friends that built up amazing careers are sad. So it's like, you know, it left me to really have to break down a lot of the illusions I had created for the things that I was hoping were gonna make me happy. You know, and that's a scary thing when you start realizing, like, yo, you get how many times have you said, I just need this? And I'm going to be good. Right. And then you get it. And then you're not good. At all. And then you on to the next thing. Well, if I just get this. When I get my apartment. When I get this job. If I just get this. And then you're still back at that feeling of like it's never enough. Never. Ever. Stop chasing it. Got to stop chasing. You got to surrender. You got to surrender. Surrender to not knowing. You got to lay down your burdens. (laughs) 
<laughs> Surrender to not knowing, man. That you was a great to. question. I'm so glad, shout out to you. I'm um, glad that y'all were able to answer that because y'all know I'm not doing the whole cuffing thing on here at all. <laughs> like I don't want to give nobody. I need to hints learn to from Asante. Learn what? To be more like you. <laughs> I, friend, don't sit up here all as fine as you are talking about you want you trying to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to another question. This question is to friend, but Dustin and Asante, please chime in if you have quite suggestions as well. Oh, no, okay. I'm scared. I'm really trying to get back into journaling, which we discussed, but don't know where to begin. I have so many thoughts that run through my head during the day, but when it comes for me to reflect at night, my mind goes blank. Do you have any suggestions on how to focus my thoughts and get them onto paper? Um, my suggestion is to not try to focus them. <laughs> I think that's the battle. So, like, write them you, as they come? Yeah, and free write. I never, like, title my journal entries or give them structure because I think that's another form of control. Right. You're trying to figure something out. Don't think of your journal as you, like, trying to create a screenplay that right. you, you can Some read you through. TV, yeah, that you can read through and then collected. suddenly your life makes sense. Right. Like, trust me, that is not what's happening. Free write. Put that pen in your hand. Sit cry laugh whatever you need to do but just write and and one thing i learned a teacher taught me years ago was just keep the pen connected to the paper don't think don't try to structure a sentence forget punctuation this is your mind giving itself a form of expression and it might not make sense you know the handwriting might get messy this isn't for anyone else to read or make sense of you know and a lot of things you might not even make sense of but it's just the getting it out and then you can read it back and you'll be surprised when you think you're free writing and it's like all over the place. You actually know yourself more. Yeah. Know you, yourself. Know your worth. Nigga. Yeah. You, you you let it all out. So it's like it's it's free and unstructured. And you know what? I haven't um I haven't journaled in a very long time. But I actually just started again like this week. <laughs> funny oh, enough. Oh, that's okay. why I'm like all these journal questions oh, kind of bugging oh, me out. Maybe that's why you're starting to like open some doors to some stuff. That's why some stuff yeah. might be happening for you. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But um, back when I, you know, journaled, I always used to think that I was supposed to know how everything was supposed to go on paper. But then I think I, I started to realize life isn't like that at all. Shit just happens. So when you're writing, you know, your thoughts aren't going to all come back to back. Like you have to learn how to organize them and Sometimes I would sit and write a whole bunch of shit and then I would go back and organize and say, these are all of the different collective thoughts so I could figure out whatever the lesson needed to be. But I still had to remember that it happened at those specific times for reasons. And those that was are all the, the spaces you're in. Yeah. And those were the important parts of the journaling for me, like to realize how things were connected, even though they were so spread out. Like, oh, well, this happened to me like a couple of weeks before and then a week after this happened and now I realize like, oh shit, like I'm re repeating this. I need to get something done. Like I need to do something differently. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it, it, first of all, there are no rules. So don't ever let anyone's blog post or, or guru post online. Try to make you feel like there's a set way to do anything. Who We don't, no one knows the real right. answers to all this stuff. We're all just trying these methods out and seeing what sticks. And so if you need to write in a structured form, write in a structured form. As long as you're writing, yeah, you know, and as long as you're sitting and looking back at it like, oh, you know, this brought me more clarity than I had earlier today. And that's really the point. Learn more every day and treat people well. Those are like my two biggest things in life. What can I learn today? 
and what can I contribute to someone's life? Mm. And you can include yourself in that group of people that you decide to treat well. Absolutely, because well. people are always quick to leave themselves out. And you, what do they say? You yourself need all your love and affection. Self love. Self love. Mary J. Blige has a really great song called Self Love on the Think Like a Man Two soundtrack. Check that out and thank me next week, you guys. From our resident choir director. That's it. <laughs> By the way, they also asked um, which Osho books do you recommend? They're always looking to add to their library. Um, I actually think the Shocker book that Asante is reading now is a really great read. It is a great read. Um, and he has a book called Maturity that kind of gives you insight into the different developmental phases you might be hitting in life. Um, so you can see, like, you know, what parts maybe you're going to become more conscious, more curious. And it, not saying that you're going to have to follow the outline of what he says, but it is kind of nice to see. It's helpful. Yeah, because then you start seeing the phases you've already passed yeah. and kind of been like, oh, shit. Like, I, I get why in my early 20s I was going through this and now – you know, maybe in my early 30s, I'm going through this. And it gives you something to look forward to. So definitely his maturity book. And I love his book of secrets. It's kind of overwhelming. His it's really thick. Secrets. Yeah, but it's great. Hmm, he gives so many. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he gives so many awesome life tips. Because Osho was like uh, the rebel guru. Like he gives it to you like it is. No sugarcoating. No, I'm kidding. Osho Cinco. I like that. So he's, that's why Ooh, I and the, clicked to him. It's kind of like a five. So. <laughs> Over here branding Osho. That's why I've always clicked with Osho the most because I felt like he was the most relatable, even the way he writes. You yeah. Know? So. I do kind of like, like how I feel about Future. <laughs> Same thing, Probably. Right? Yeah. I, I believe that. <laughs> that's what they said. Pro- probably. I, and you know what? You know, rappers, they do all those drugs and shit, um, you know, like drinking codeine. <laughs> Um, oh, I feel like it puts them in these places where they can think about certain things. And that's why I, I resonate so much with hip hop music. Like everybody always thinks, oh, rappers just drink and get high and blah, blah, blah. But like, no, niggas be talking about some real attention, shit. Niggas be talking listen. about some real shit. But the these sad are their... part is when they're in that moment of high, that's probably the only time that they're uninhibited that in the day. Because they're the around part. people yeah. all day. They That moment in the booth when they're like high off of this coating and Trust me, I'm not saying that y'all should do At that. All. None of oh, us I'm are. not recommending to, to any find for you anyone. know any answers or like meditation. The songs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. The sad part is, if you don't find these you know healthier ways of connecting, then you will gravitate towards drugs and anything yeah. that'll give you an escape. Like it's really just a, a kind of a spectrum of each other. You know what I mean? Well, of, because of there's a need there, right? And there's so always a need. The there's key always is to a need. Find a better way right. to satisfy that need. One that's sustainable, too, because I don't know how long you can drink codeine and really Baby, <laughs> fly I like off. my teeth Ooh, you know, and you shit, can, and I don't, like a, I don't want to have raccoon like eyes, looking like, like a Coke with lemon like with yellow eyeballs skin. and shit. Fuck all that. <laughs> so that's why you should so journal. Said, baby, I like my teeth. <laughs> I like my okay. teeth. I want to look, you know, like I'm doing all right. I moved right. out of town and shit. I don't want my mom and them seeing pictures of my mom and them friends. Seeing pictures of me like he didn't move away, doing look at him doing that. <laughs> no, I want to, you know, I want them to be like, oh, that's he's doing the, good. That's right. the looking dried up at everyday people. Right, right? we don't up, want that. Like somebody put a lemon wedge on my asshole and a, a vacuum cleaner or something. Ooh. Like, no, like I want to be, you know, I want to look healthy and well and glowing. That is I'm a so hell grateful of a fucking for you. <laughs> I can't remember who I said that about, but I said it on Twitter that they looked like who was, was it was Nico from Love and Hip Hop oh, Atlanta. Geez. I said he looked like somebody put. 
kosher salt and a lemon wedge on his asshole and then put a dirt devil on it and like just suck the life out of it. He just looked lifeless. He looks tired. Like, like, like drawn. <laughs> so that's why I'm grateful for you, friend, because I want to line my chakras, my chakra cons. I want to line my chakras <laughs> up. Chakra you know what cons. I'm saying? And, right. And just be well. Yeah. And I'm grateful for and this I'm, work that we're doing. Yeah, and I'm grateful to you guys that are, that are interested in it because like I said, no one has the answers, but these are all methods that we can throw out at each other every week and yep. something's going to stick. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to find a method that you're going to be like, yo, you know, this may not have worked, but this one, like, is helping me get through the day. And Absolutely. that's what we want to be at the friend zone. Just how can we help you while we're helping ourselves get that's through right. these days? Because Lord knows these are some days. That's and right. I think um I think it's also important for people to know every time we come in here and sit down, like we learn this shit from each other. Absolutely. So it's so cool. We're going that, through so much yeah, individually like we live together. In New like, York City. So you know that we all going through some shit. Right. All pain the number time. one. <laughs> Right. Hot ass train stations and shit, <laughs> sweating every damn where you go. I'm not gonna go down my list after the, the day that I had. But right, a towel and shit. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of being hot, but I don't want to be cold. <laughs> and that's what's next. I hate winter time. Oh, so depressing. That's when I'm really gonna be leaning on Fran because like my <laughs> no, chakras be like in a Z I'm formation the in the winter though. time. Look, that's man. when everybody's gonna be leaning on us. <laughs> just know, just know that I probably will be the darkest in here when it gets cold out. Like seasonal I'll, depression is real, though. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I think depression runs in my family too, so it just it's nothing for me sometimes to just slip in. Yeah, yeah, we have to do a whole show about that one. Uh, yeah, that's do right. we have time for another listener letter? Or um, you know, we would do another listener letter, but I did just come back from Houston, and I would like to go home and get some sleep. So I think this is a great place to stop <laughs> this week. I know that's right. And <laughs> keep. Keeping it real news. <laughs> Keeping it real. I'm ready Keep to it go. Real. Yeah. Um, but thank you all as always for listening. It is always a great time to come in here just knowing that there are people out there that could use this because I didn't have this. So I'm glad that I can give something to other people alongside of hey friend fucking hey and funny ass Dustin Ross. So this is a great place to be. Yeah, we hope you felt it today. We loved you. Thank you, beautiful ones. And as always, I took that, friend. I, I know, love I that. Love okay. it, Justin. <laughs> Y'all alley. Thank you. That's you. Know, a piece of you for a piece of me. But I, I think <laughs> that, Kevin still, um, Keisha Pants, Freddie, what the alley? Okay, Kima Keisha Pants. But I think that. <laughs> <laughs> total. Anyway, I think that um, I'm just glad. I'm, I'm really, really proud of the work that we're doing. And so for us to continue doing that shit, y'all need to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at friendzonepod. Uh, hashtag the, the friend zone. Hashtag the friend zone every time. SoundCloud, like, tweet, like us on Facebook. Yep. Oh, and we didn't do an icebreaker this week. We kind of just went right on into it. But I am reading you guys all of the emails that I'm getting from you guys. Uh, yeah, next be, week we'll, we'll remember to start with the icebreaker. Yeah, and I'm we'll reading remember the time every week. email. So I'm still deciding if I'm going to respond to every email. <laughs> but just know that we're reading all of them. Absolutely. So you don't have to resend them because... There are a lot of y'all resending them, <laughs> which I appreciate. Resilience. But I need Resilience. y'all I need y'all to know I read them. We, <laughs> we synced it. <laughs> we synced it. The email, somebody gonna email me. Well, we synced each other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if I get that in the email, I'm not gonna check it. Out. Right. We but love you guys. Take care. Take it easy. Bye, you guys. See you next week. And take it breezy.